You are now listening to the Vinnie Big Baby Hour with me, Joey, your guide to the cosmos, taking you deep on surface-level fantasy analysis. Welcome in. So thanks, everybody, for coming out uh, and coming back, listening to this ridiculous thing that I've decided to do. And with everybody's help, we'll make a very mediocre effort. So I really appreciate all of you guys helping out. And so we begin. Um, Our first submission of the week is Chris Trizis, who uh, basically in in place of doing recaps, which we found to be a little bit tedious of the previous week, also a little sad for most of us listening to it. Six out of 12 of us anyways. Not that fucking 12 people listen to this thing. But uh, we decided to go a different route for recaps. So with that, we have Chris Trizis's old-timey headlines for week five. They are who we thought they were. CVO with second lowest output of season. Hey, get this. Fuck this fits. Bad luck Randy settles in for long winter. Extra, extra, ref whoops Vince like he stole his pizza money. Kaboom! Extra, extra, read all about it. Craigler's underdogs con their way to victory amid puzzling Sanu benching. Get a load of this, sports fans. More bark than bite. Chris wastes another great effort from Breeze and Saquon. Womp, womp, womp. And finally... Upon Amsterdam return, Eric unleashes Donkey Show on Stephanie. And that was your Chris Trizis headlines. Wow, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate the submission, even though you couldn't read them yourself because... You're a goddamn Luddite who can't figure out basic technology and do everything from an iPad like you're already 50 years old. Definitely don't do everything from an iPad, Chris. You have a phone. Use that shit. Not everything's configured for an iPad. You know what I mean? Anyways, that rant's over. Hey, everybody. So that was our week five recap, basically. And I think that format's a little better. And um, that was really great submission from Chris. I really appreciate it. You goddamn Luddite. So moving on, um, I'm going to go ahead and play a couple of submissions that we have from our audience, our, our lovely audience. So uh, just to start, I have some questions, some mailbag questions uh, from my man, your slug, Max D. Melendez. I'm pretty sure D is in the middle of his name. I've, it just dawned upon me that I'm not sure Max's middle name. I think it's David. Is it David? Maybe it's Edward. No, Eric's is Edward. Max's is David. Because both of you have generic white motherfucking middle names. I say that as a man with Francis as a middle name. So I'm a good Catholic. Anyways, on and upward. Hey, Joe, this is Max, a.k.a. your Chris Division leading team. Pour out a cup for my homies. I don't care what you say. I love my team name. I have a mailbag question for you. Stephanie is 0-5 and plays CVL this week. CVL is without his top two wide receivers. 
Golden Tate and Michael Thomas, and he also doesn't have Stafford. What should she do if she loses again and goes to 0-6? Okay, what I'm hearing is that Stephanie has made zero moves, aside from a couple of smart purchases of Tyler Boyd um, and others I can't name because it doesn't make sense to remember her team right now. But if you go 0-6, Steph, has anybody gone 0-6 before? I feel like Randy might have last year, but I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, and no one else has gone 0-6 before, Stephanie, you are embarking on an amazing territory, and that is just, like, ruining women for fantasy football. Just, like, every stereotype reconfirmed, even though that you're a top-four team when all things are said and done. (laughs) Even though you're a top-four team, if you are 0-6 now, you've proved that women can no longer play fantasy football. Yes, this is a hot take. No, I don't plan on being heard by millions of people. But if I am, hello, millions of people. Welcome. I don't hate women. I got one at home. She's chained up and I feed her nice. Anyways, Stephanie, don't go 0-6. If you do, you'll be forced to commit fantasy harikari. Uh, Look up what that means if you don't know what that means. I'm pretty sure it just means kill yourself. But don't do that. Don't do that stuff. Just... Come out and drink and be merry and probably uh, hook up with an underage German, if that's possible. Actually, not underage over there. Hey, Scott Free. All right. I bet you wish I didn't talk about this. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, We could bleep this out if this ever gets wider than a 10-person reach. But anyways, that's my answer. On to the next question. Hey, Joe, Chris is starting Keelan Cole, Chris Godwin, Lamar Miller, and Amari Cooper against your team this week. Will you guarantee victory? Yes. Okay, let's do a little week six analysis. Okay, first up, we have my matchup, me versus Chris Trezis, a.k.a. the worst person in the league. Uh, He looks like he has a goblin as his image. It's pretty solid, but I want to say that I should win this pretty handily. I do guarantee victory, obviously. Um, And we've also bet our team names on it, too. So the loser of this match has his team name decided by the winner for the next three weeks. Love it. Love that kind of gamble. Chris has nothing to lose because I'm going to make his team name even worse than he makes himself. Anyways, next matchup. (coughs) We have the great matchup between Fuck This Shit and I Agree Randy. (laughs) And I just I compliment... The two of you, I really appreciate it for lining this up the right way. Um, just some legacy name from Randy now. And then Vince just just making the minimum effort, and I appreciate it. But his team is always favored because his team is good, even though he doesn't play the right ones every week. It's really solid. Um, it's a testament to how bad he is as an owner, that it's 1-4. Uh, but two 1-4 teams, I hope that 
Randy wins because I feel like Randy will be more active in, if he wins, you know, just easier to root for. Uh, but Vince's team is a goddamn monster. Just good kicker. No, no, no. Good kicker, I guess, now. Great defense, great running backs. Still playing Tevin Coleman for some reason. But, okay, anyways. I guess if Devontae Freeman's out, that's a fucking great play against Tampa Bay. And pass-catching running backs would be great against Tampa and ATL. So, Ronald Jones, anybody? Anyways. Randy's team, mostly solid players. Uh, Naheem Hines, what a great pickup. Can't believe I dropped him. Okay, I can. Um... But, yeah, sucks to have to sit Larry Fitzgerald, huh? I was wrong about him. I really thought he was going to be better this year, but he's just been a mediocre slot receiver in a bad offense. And who would have thought that that would have been a bad fantasy pickup? Definitely not me. So that was one for Chris Trizis there, the eternal doubter Chris Trizis. The next matchup, uh, Return of the Mac versus Pour Out a Cup for Mahomes. Mahomes. God, I fucking hate that team name. Max, I know you like it. I'm sorry. I hate it so much. Um, this is probably the tightest matchup of the week and definitely like one of the best. Uh, we have a lot of good running backs on Eric's team. <clears throat> By that, I mean two. Is that the most anybody really has? Two good running backs. Um, but really good running backs. Melvin Gordon is tied for first in in receptions for or not maybe maybe it's in um targets per game definitely tied in in targets per game uh with Kamara and James White which is crazy and just such a boon to his value uh TJ Yeldon also a surprise top 10 guy this year pretty great um I have nothing bad to say about TJ Yeldon he's solid Leonard Fournette's knee is made of uh first grade arts and crafts and Max's team you know it it's terrible at running back, typically. He has Mixon this week against Pittsburgh. That's a really good matchup. Um, Aaron Jones versus San Francisco. It, ne- no one will ever know when the Green Bay running backs will shake themselves out. But it's just Aaron Jones is the best of them, so I get playing all three. I think it sucks that I told you, I talked you into getting all three guys um, because each one had value last year. I think the real reason they all had value last year was because two of them were injured at any given fucking week, and that's why they had to ride one. I didn't realize that using all three complementary backs together would be better for the squad. But, hey, there you go. Love and, you live and you learn. Then you get loves, apparently, uh, because the depends are too big. Um, but I want to say that Max squeaks this one out. I think Max squeaks this one out. His, run, his wide receivers are very, very good. A.J. Green, Mike Evans, and Cooper hold my dick cup. I don't know what a dick cup is, but hold it. Anyways, next matchup. Too Many Cooks, Stephanie versus Chris Van Law, who's actually on a tear but losing just a ton of starters this week. So this is a get-right matchup for Stephanie. I mean, she's favored to win for the first time, I think, ever this year, and she's on a five-game losing streak. Chris Van Law is no pushover this year, especially having a 3-2 and record, which is probably the most sham three and two team we have besides Eric and uh no offense Chris Chris Van Law once your team comes back next week I'll, I'll be reverting all my shit talking but the, the, these backups is pretty tough it's pretty tough and also Hyde and Howard can go bad any week uh just like most running backs so no difference there uh, I want to predict that Stephanie wins this one because I, I don't want to predict anybody goes 0-6 it'd just be really sad and uh I hope that doesn't happen so 
I'm predicting a win for Stephanie here. In the next matchup, we have Raphael in his goddamn juggernaut team, 5-0, and the opposite of Stephanie, versus Brabson and his no-rex box, I dig Sony. Unfortunately, I don't think even Brabson's team is going to be good enough to withstand the beating that he's going to take from goddamn Raphael's team. It's just so good. Raphael's team is ridiculous. Um, you might have something with Corey Clement this week, Brabson, but it's just hard to stack up against all those fucking players. Um, Odell Beckham in Philly might not be that great. Marshawn Lynch against Seahawks is definitely going to be great. Gurley against anybody is going to be great. Deshaun Watson against Buffalo. It's not looking good, but it just the, the slimmest of outside chances for Brabson to win this week. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure he moves to 500. Um, and Raphael's fucking juggernaut team keeps chugging until the bye weeks or injury hit. <clears throat> Last matchup of the week, um, Luca versus Cody. Some pretty nondescript teams. That, they make moves, but it's usually moves that nobody agrees with. Uh, <laughs> I hope Luca team changes his team name this week, and I hope Cody changes his team name permanently because maybe I'm missing the 11 thing, but is someone 11 on your team? X1, XI? Is someone named XI on your team? I don't see an X on your goddamn team. Isaiah Crowell? I don't know. I don't know. That's Your team name is terrible, Cody. I love you. Um, but as far as the matchup goes, I'm going to say that Cody might come out on top here because Deshaun Jackson versus ATL is a lock for a touchdown that's deep, uh, as long as Jameis is in a complete garbage bag. Uh, Robert Woods should get ridiculous amounts of targets, as is Will Antonio Brown. I think Austin Eagle is super underrated. And then Crow against Indianapolis. Mwah! Jets matchup made in heaven. Um, moving over to Luca's side, Christian McCaffrey and Philip Lindsay are just two solid fucking running backs, as, it, uh, as is solid Tyreek Hill and Zach Ertz. They're great. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, not benched anymore. Uh, hopefully he was shamed enough by the Cosmos. But definitely, if not that, you're definitely shamed by Chris Rizzis' headline because Sanu is solid. And fucking ATL versus Tampa Bay, that's going to be a goddamn points matchup. Start everybody you have in that team, in that matchup, except uh, Chris Godwin. If you're starting him, you're in trouble. Anyways, that was our week six wrap-up. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I appreciate it. And now we're going to move on to yet another Max slug bag question. Thank you so much, Max. And here we go. Hey Joe, it's Max again. A quick player rankings question. Uh, Brapson, aka No Rexbox, I dig Sony, has arguably four of the top 15 running backs right now with Kareem Hunt, Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, and Leonard Fournette. How would you rank Mark Ingram the rest of the season? Mm, four of the top 15, I think it's close, but I, I think a couple of them stretch outside that top 15. I think it's more like four top 20 guys, which is still, hey, fucking great. Um, where do I rank Sony in the tops? Let's see. Where do I rank Sony? Do I want Sony or David Johnson? David Johnson all day. Do I want Sony or Isaiah Crowell? I'll take Sony there. Sony or Carlos Hyde? Also taking Sony there. So I guess, hey, I guess, you know what? All things considered, he's probably he's probably a top 15 back. Yeah, sure. Why not put him in my top 15? Slot him in probably around 
13. 13. 13. That's fucking... I put Mixon ahead of him. Uh, guys that are behind him that I put ahead of him. I put Mixon ahead of him. I put... He's probably equal to Marshawn Lynch, which is a, a number one running back in this in this league. So, congrats, Brabson. Good job fucking vulturing Rex Burkhead, you cocksucker. Anyways, on to Max's next question. Hey, this is Max, a.k.a. your Chris Division leading team pour out a cup for my homies. Just want to give a quick shout-out to my opponent this week. It's no fun Eric, a.k.a. Team Return of the Mac, a.k.a. Team Worst Keepers, a.k.a. My Little Bitch this week. You are without a doubt the worst 3-2 and two team this league has ever seen. I don't know how you've gotten there. Your team is hanging on by the thread of a knee ligament and Aaron Rodgers. I look forward to beating you by about 30 points this week and moving on to the actual tough teams from your division. P.S. I fucked your cousin. I'm out! Wow. Well, that was something, wasn't it, folks? Certainly special. Thank you, Max. That made me laugh in my heart when I first heard it, and I hope it made everybody else laugh because it was great. Um, Now we're moving on. Uh, We're going to go ahead and play something from Cody. We have some hot takes for week six from Cody. Did I say week six? I'm losing some fucking sleep, aren't I? Anyways, week six takes from Cody... You're welcome. Cody's hot takes for week six. My bench will outscore at least two other teams. Wow, Cody, that was amazing. I know you took a long time to write it, but I appreciate you laying it down in those smooth, dulcet tones. Anyways. Oh, wait, what's this? Oh, it seems we've got another submission. Wow, how interesting. It seems this old gray beard man came in. And he wants to tell a story. What's that, old man? Gather round, children, for I have a story to tell you. There once was a sad, lonely man named Max Melendez who went through life scared and alone. But now, he finally has found someone to hold his hand through this roller coaster that is life. Or so he thinks. You see, this newfound love of his is not all it's cracked up to be. Did he really think someone from such a prestigious bloodline could truly love he of such low status? She's a mole, you idiot! I put her up to this whole thing just to get me secrets on your strategy from the inside, and it's all coming to fruition now as I destroy you this week. Remember this as your season comes crashing down. Whenever you think you are safe, I am mere moments from pouncing. Whenever you think you have found happiness, it is all a ruse I have set in place as you are a rat in my trap. Well, there you have it. We started off talking about fantasy football, and ended up knowing that Max's relationship is a lie. How far we've come in just one episode. Anyways, I really want to thank you guys for listening and submitting stuff. I really appreciate it. No thanks to Brabson. Supposed to be helping out, you ginger son of a bitch. I'm sorry that's the second time I came at you this week. I do love you, and you are my favorite, and I appreciate you for all the things you do in this league. That said, fuck you for not submitting anything this week. Mini rant over. I love everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and um, I guess we should part on some words of wisdom. So I'm going to get the smartest person I know on the mic, and uh, that's my one of my best friends in the whole world, Randy Tejeda. Randy, take it away. If a dick don't get hard off of cocaine, what would you ask it?